Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you get unstuck in the areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility, in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry. In fact, I'm your only host, Jerry. What am I talking about? Uh, in any case, we're going to have Shay Watson join us. And if you were to ask Shay who he is or ask for his bio, he would just simply reply, I'm just a man who loves Jesus. Now, we're going to find out more about him. He's an Army veteran. He's also one half of the podcast known as the Pantry Podcast. And he works a lot in ministry and helping men find out who they are in Jesus Christ and then just live their best life for something higher and greater than themselves. And that's really what we talk about. We talk a little bit about our memories in the Army. uh, And from there, we just move into how you can step into your best life. And we just hope this inspires you, equips you, so that you do take that step out of the rut that you are feeling stuck in. So sit back and relax, unless you are making baseball bats by hand. In that case, you're probably messing with some tools that are dangerous. Just keep playing this podcast in your AirPods or your wireless earbuds or whatever it is you do to listen to music safely or podcasts and all that good stuff. Don't lose a finger because you are listening to this show. Uh, but if you make a really good baseball bat, let me know because I, I'm looking for a baseball batting cage and all that stuff. That's not important. Uh, what is important is we're going to have this conversation with Shay about how to live your best life uh, for God or for some greater purpose. Here we go. All right. Hey, Shay, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good, man. How are awesome. you? I'm doing well. Um, as Dave Ramsey likes to say, better than I deserve. And, nice. Uh, got the coffee flowing and uh waking up i don't know why it's slow start today uh, but here i am so i know we already had a play date i mean like we had kids in the house already running all around and it's just been one of those days so had to get that coffee early nice nice and you have one daughter is that right i have one daughter all right yeah. how old is she she's two she two. just turned two. Oh, my two-year-old just turned 18 so oh wow yeah <laughs> that happened one day. oh man it, it happens fast so the fact that you're there um and able to be there for the, the play date and just have those moments oh you got to hold on to those yeah right yeah we uh, my wife and i we busted out the uh the the home videos from when she was two and uh like like when you see my daughter today, you're like, wow, she grew up into a beautiful young woman. But when you see her at two years old, she was rough, you know, like <laughs> hair all over the place, not <laughs> coming out of her nose. Like she had this raspy smoker's voice and you're like, whoa. Um, I'm hoping we don't have the opposite because uh, ours is cute. And- <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, I saw her when she video bombed you earlier and uh, she's adorable. At 18, uh, she has hair everywhere, you know. You were supposed to go the other way. Right, right. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> they call it glow up. No, I'm kidding. No. Oh, man. She's going to hear this and be mad at me. Where are you calling in from? You're on the East Coast of the U.S. Is that right? Yeah. So we are on the East Coast. Um, we're actually in Maryland. Okay. So Silver Spring, Maryland, probably like five minutes, 10 minute walk into D.C. Wow. Uh, so it's we're, we're real close to D.C. Nice. Yeah. Uh, officially, you are the first person on the show from Maryland. So. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. Throw punch. laughs> I got something right. I first did something. No, oh, man. Like, like if we had people from Australia call in and you know, the, the first one is like, cool. But then the second, third one, like, am I the first one from Australia? 
No, you're like the third. I'm sorry, man. But Maryland, I hadn't had anybody on the show from Maryland yet. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I, I heard somewhere in the grapevine that, uh, you were in the army. Yes. Uh, did 11 years. Okay. That's, uh, almost more than, well, that's more than double than what I did. I did four and a half as a medic, uh, from 99 to about 2003. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 99. So that would, uh, so I was nineties. Okay. <laughs> I came in nineties and, and, uh, and got out just, uh, actually 89 and then got out 90 or no, 2001, somewhere in there. So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So there was a small chance we crossed paths. If you were in Germany in the tail end up till 2001. Right. So yeah, 97, 98, 99, I ended up, I was in Lundstuhl. Oh, um, I was actually stationed over there, but then that's when I came back through the hospital thing. Uh, so yeah. Ended up at Walter Reed over here. So. Okay. Oh yeah, I did hear about that in your uh, in an interview you did somewhere else. Yeah. So we kind of crossed paths. I think I arrived in Germany as you were coming back stateside. So I love the medics it. are awesome. Come on, man, give yourself yeah. a clap. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> oh, we, love, we love our medics, man. They're awesome. They're just an awesome group to have around because uh, when you get hurt, guess what? They help you out. Yeah. The dark side of us medics, though, is that um, like we don't want anybody to get hurt, but we want you to get hurt. So- <laughs> So, <laughs> Otherwise, you have nothing to do. Don't yeah, <laughs> uh, my my combat uh, arms buddies like they started to pick up on it. Like, Doc, you're always looking at us. Why? I'm like, no, no reason. Why? What? What? Like, why? Why are you like touching your your aid bag like that? I'm like, and it, it eventually broke down. I told them, it's like, okay, we're in a training scenario. I basically sit around waiting for y'all to get hurt, and nobody ever gets hurt because safety is like top priority. So I have nothing to do but sit here and wonder. Man, what if Smitty got shot five times in the chest right now on the left side? What would I do? Do I have enough occlusive dressings? H- how quickly do I need to get that IV into him? Do I roll him onto his side right away? Or, you know, like all that goes through my head. And uh, not anymore, but I mean, back then. And uh, once I said that to, it was, a, I think, a tanker. You know, somebody who drove an Abrams tank. And he was just like, dang, Doc, it's a good thing I'm behind, like, bulletproof steel. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> I think that's that's interesting because the perspective. So I'm the combat arm side. I was the grunt, the field soldier, yeah. the special operations, you know, like just so my job was to inflict that damage. Yeah. Uh, and so like the perspective is like what you're saying. I, I would look at someone and be like, okay, if this, 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 or this happened, I would have to fix it this way, put a compression fitting or a compression, you know, and yeah. it's like, and I'm on the other side thinking like, well, if this guy pops out here, then I got to do this. And if this happens, I got to throw this kind of grenade. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. The perspectives, but it's kind of cool too the the difference and the uniqueness that each of us have in our positions yeah just like uh in, in the bible every everybody in the the body of christ has a, a special purpose and a function and right. it all works together and yeah when you got a unit uh out there yeah that you know you got one side that's supposed to give the enemy every opportunity to die for his or her country and then you got right. the part of the team that is there to uh conserve the fighting strength in a sense so that is yeah. cool because I've never, so through all the years and through leadership, I've never thought less of our support. I've, I've always actually given them more kudos than my own guys because I'm like, oh. Oh, you guys want to eat? Yep. <laughs> Do you want bullets? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you need something for your headache? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> I knew that we had that common bond in some way, like the army was there and um, and we both eventually got out and uh, technically in one piece. So... There we go. <laughs> I got all, all of my limbs. I'm good. There. Yeah, yes. Good. Yeah. We patch all the other stuff up later. <laughs> right. Uh, right. 
Yeah. Now, that's for someone else to fix. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, you and your wife, Michelle, you have a podcast called The Pantry Podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about that. So, The Pantry Podcast uh, started with a discussion in the kitchen. So Michelle and I always like to sit down and talk about biblical truth and, and, and the Bible. We kind of came back into Christ or came into Christ at around the same time. And so we just have these awesome conversations and it's something that we've just, we've done for years. It's just like, we sit on the couch, she has a question or I, or, or you know, we start juggling around different thoughts and different ways and, and, and ideas. And, you know, we always bring it back to the, to the one source, but, one day she came in the kitchen. She's like, we should do a podcast. Yeah. And just talk, you know, just have conversation, just, you know, just have fun and let people see a different side of, of the Christian walk. And I'm in the kitchen all the time because I'm a cook. I, I just, and, and when I'd come back from even military deployments and war and all that stuff, it was my place. It was my, my dominion pretty yeah. much. And, and back before I had ways to really cope, it was one of my coping mechanisms for the things that I had seen or the things that I had experienced. It was kind of a breathing point. So I was in there cutting and she's like, let's, let's do a podcast. And, and she's like, what, what should we name it? And I'm like, the pantry. Nice. Uh, I'd come across a friend of mine who uh, just his viewpoints shifted drastically in a way that, you know, just was very extreme and, and counter to what this person believed in, in himself. And as, as we dug deeper, we found out that uh, what he was feeding his mind had shifted. So it gone from reading scripture and reading uh, books about being a better man, being a better husband, f- better father uh, to, you know, things on politics and conspiracy theory and, and, um, his information source shifted from books and news to Twitter. Mm. And, uh, so in a sense, he filled his pantry up with, uh, stuff that just wasn't confirmed or corroborated in any kind of fact. And I was just like, wow, you know, have you realized this has happened? Um, and he took a step back and, and, and realized, wow, I need to, I need to shift some things. So, um, it's been a few months and, you know, things seem to be going back to normal, which is really cool. It was, um, kind of scary, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, I've heard some episodes of the pantry podcast and, uh, the interaction between you and Michelle is, um, one fun, it's light. You can tell that the two of you love each other very much and know each other very well. Uh, the conversations seem very authentic. And then the conversation topics are, you know, those are the things that surprise me. It's like, you know, you hear the two of you talking light and bubbly and then you you tackle something challenging like you know the your identity in christ or you know the meaning of life and you're like whoa <laughs> we we both uh really want people to succeed um now that again we we look in the mirror on this i, I don't think we ever look outside of ourselves, you know, it's cause it's, I, th- I think that's our biggest enemy in, in, in all of our lives and people that are listening to this show, it's ourselves. And, and how can we tackle the things like, okay, the news you, you brought up, like you, what you just said about your friend, it's like, you know, you threw news, he, you know, he went away from the news, but I, I, I would throw the news in with Twitter nowadays. Yeah. I, you know, I would, I would, and that's not a conspiracy. I'm just looking at this atmospheric um, distortion. Mm-hmm. And when we start seeing the divisions that we see amongst people and, and the harshity towards that or the way that they're the way that they respond to someone who might not agree or, or agree, you know? Yeah. And I and I just think of the things that are being poured into us as men, you know, as 
the guy who has to you know go out and or I'm sorry, the guy who feel, you feel you're responsible to take care of your family or yeah. or take care of yourself. And then we find a, we find it really quickly that we fall short of that. And it's like, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this day. And I think the answer lies in there. How do you get through that day? Yeah. And um, I guess it's even more compounded because you know, I know for us men in the United States, yeah, we're kind of raised that we got to be strong. We got to be tough. We got to be impervious to weakness. Um, you know, it, or all things that can hurt us or harm us or detract us. It, you know, we're human. And just like you said, we all fall short. How do we pick ourselves back up when, you know, we have that moment of weakness? And I think a lot of men have a hard time recovering from that. Uh, probably wall up, you know, more defenses rather than tackling the issue at heart wall up that's that's a great terminology because i think we try to get behind this wall of what the world says we should be you know it says oh you need to be this 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 or this and and your insides don't feel like that yeah and you feel like all of this obligation i have to succeed i have to make it i have to do this um i lived under that mask for a lot of years um, and I think, I think mask, you know, I, I've never even come up with that terminology <laughs> in this last year. It's like, I've been behind a mask more in this last year than I did my whole life. And I work in, you know, I actually work with infectious disease nowadays. And, and look, that says a lot. Um, I've spent like 20 years in infectious disease and I've worn a mask more this last year than I have the whole other, you know, the whole rest of that time. But I think that we put up these masks and it's like, this, you know, I'm being this, you know, your chest is pumped out and, you know, you're, you're like, I've got it all together. You know, I've got my job, I've got my car, I've got my children, you know, I've got my house, I got, I've got, I got my job, you know, I'm, I'm making this happen. And, and you find that you get stretched really thin mm-hmm. as you're, tr- as you yourself are trying to make all of this happen. You know, the wife tries to step in, you're like, no, I got this. You know, how many times yeah. have we done that? I, I'm good. I'm good. Oh man. I don't. I get caught in that still. And I, you know, I've been in relationships most of my life. And, uh, and it's like, we just, we try to dig into ourselves to take care of everything. And I think, again, we come up short and, and then that has an impact inside of us. And then we start to regress, digress. Um, and we try to find a way to make it all happen. And while we're falling apart inside, (laughs) It's an amazing, amazing road that takes us into a hole. Oh, yeah. And I remember reading somewhere that man was, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm. And uh, and then from there, there was a helper. You're like, woohoo! <laughs> and I see that in, in marriages, you know, the, the ones that really do well, uh, they're able to lean on each other. You know, it's, you know, you know, I know there are days where I'm not my best and Liv picks up the slack. And, uh, then I noticed oddly enough, there are days where she feels like she needs to carry all the weight of the family, the, the planning, the getting the kids to school, keeping the house up, uh, because my wife is a stay at home mom. I, I don't know how for all my, uh, moderate to liberal leanings of equality and equity, uh, I married a woman who wants to be the traditional stay at home mom. <laughs> I, d- I don't know how that happened, but anyway, it did. That's who I've got. And she's awesome. And there are moments, though, where she puts so much pressure on herself that I'm able to look up and say, hey, you know, let me do that. You know, let me let me take care of the laundry for one day. Just I know you banned me back at the beginning of our marriage from laundry, but let me let me do it for one day. Um, and and 
she does. And, um, you know, it took her over time to, to learn, like, if I'm having a moment of weakness, let me have it, you know, let me express my emotion. Um, because if I can express my emotion when I'm feeling down, uh, I'm also able to express my emotions when I'm showing appreciation for her and, you know, love for her. So Anyway, absolutely. It's like the unit we're talking about, you know, yeah. we're, we're all, we all, you know, we came together as army unit and we all had different jobs, but I, I guarantee you, you cross trained. Oh yeah. I guarantee you cross trained. And yeah. so it's like in our own homes, it's like, it's not like the, the wife has this position has to hold this position. The man has this position has to hold this position. There's only one position that I believe a man has to hold. And that is the spiritual leadership of that house. Yeah. Now, outside of that, Brother, I cook. I clean. Uh, my wife is the stay-at-home, homeschool, and entrepreneur. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's like my job is still the kitchen. I you know I still do laundry. I, I clean the house because we're a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be nowhere in that unit where anyone feels like someone can't perform that task. Yeah. I think when we start to think that everything is just divided, see divided, who that's another word we could talk about for an hour, but (laughs) the the whole divided part, you know, it's like when we start to look at things as divided instead of one, then we start to slip into just patterns and 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 patterns are tough to break. When you get into a pattern, it's like, you know, get up, get your coffee, you know, cook, get whatever your breakfast is. I don't know how you, I cook my own. So it's like, whatever. I cook my breakfast. I jump in the car. I drive to work. I go to work. I drive back home. I, and it's like this, it's like you get in this pattern of this is the only thing I can do, but then people start getting ignored on the other side. And you start to see things that you start to see something fall off. Now, are you wise enough to sit there and say, okay, hold on. Something's falling off on this side. Maybe we should talk about it. Cause you know, your wife, you know, I'm going to do the laundry, but you know, you step in sometimes you're like, I'm going to do the laundry with, you know, today I'm, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And you know how that makes people feel when it's like, I've got you, you know, it, it takes the focus off of ourselves and we start to put a focus onto others. And I think that that's important to bring the unity back together. If you get absorbed into yourself and your pain, see men, walls, masks, absorbed into self, digging deep, you know, getting into the rut, um, and we sit here and then we start to forget our surroundings and those around us. You know, what, what did we fall in love with our wives before in the first place? You know, it was because we, how many people had conversations that would last through the night? Now, of course, now you're responsible. You got kids. You're like, okay, we got to cut this <laughs> down. You know, we do need, we do need six to seven hours sleep. You know, that would be good. Eight's better, but, uh, we we have to bring this unit back to a one where it's a relational thing instead of just a day-to-day routine. Yeah, I agree. And I was even thinking just a moment ago, like, you know, a lot of folks tend to think of a marriage relationship or, you know, even any team relationship as like a 50-50, you know, transaction. And uh, how can you be all in if you're only in 50% of it? You know, it's something I heard somebody say once, um, you know, it, if you take the approach of a hundred and a hundred, like I'm given a hundred percent of what I've got, my wife is given a hundred percent of what she's got. Um, you start, yeah, breaking those patterns. You, you start to recognize, wait, I'm all in. So, uh, I do my part, uh, <laughs> and nobody just saw me do air quotes except <laughs> Shay. <laughs> but it's cool. I saw it. It was, it was awesome, y'all. Awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Best air quotes ever. <laughs> I might not be good at podcasting, but man, I could do some air quotes. <laughs> I, think you did, I just did it too, and you beat me. I'm telling you. I can, 
uh, oh man. Uh, let's see. So I was talking about 50 50, and uh, then I talked about air quotes. Man, ADHD really sucks. <laughs> Actually, you went from 50 50 to 100. Then air quotes for the 100. See, yes, it, it I had to go sense. all in. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, oh, I remember where I was going with that too. Like, you know, you're talking about patterns in, say, a relationship, maybe at work, you know, whatever it is. We, we get into these like, they, they start off as grooves and all of a sudden we're in this rut. It's the same pattern every single day. Well, if you take a different mindset to it, I wonder, you know, changing up the routine, you know, crossing over into somebody else's domain and helping somebody else. So being other centered, you know, I wonder what that does for getting somebody out of a rut, you know, whether it's marriage or work or something else. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. The world doesn't help us there, by the way. I'm just letting you know. The world doesn't. So, Army, we kind of mentioned this. I was in the hospital, whatever, PTSD, uh, sitting in front of psychologists. And I'm not beating up the psychologist, not at all. No, don't get me wrong on this. But they always would tell me, well, what do you need to do? How would you, 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 what you, 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 and you, right? And I, I really believe that we've become self-absorbed. Like, what can I do? I, me, self. Um, one of my favorite, <laughs> this is a, okay, y'all, Nemo. I love Nemo, by the way. <laughs> Nemo. And, and one of the things that I, I use a lot in, in coaching and teaching and, and talking to men is me, me, me. So the birds, the little birds that they uh, see yeah. little something. Mine, the fish. Mine, 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 mine. Well, <laughs> I, 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 me, 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 yeah. me, me, me. It's amazing. Not that you're putting away your feelings, not that you're putting away your reflection, but when you start to reflect out onto others, like you really give them the time and you care and you have compassion and you have love and, and you know, you, you learn that like they're imperfect and, and we need to look at it like, oh, you know, I'm imperfect too, but I, why will I sit here and just beat them up or beat myself up, but really love on people like your wife, you know, when we look at our wives, it's like, yeah, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And when we sit there in a in a I'm a better I'm better than they are position, well, how about we just focus on them and love on them and care for them? It's amazing the healing process that starts to happen when we take a selfless position instead of a selfish position. Um I I was the most selfish dude ever. I'm telling you, prideful, selfish, ugly. I mean, I had a mask on for years. You know, one side was the perfect job and all of these things, right? I, I mean, come on, military, I had all the accolades, all the awards. Um, but the underside of that, behind the mask, broken, empty, selfish, absorbed. And it took a change. Um, it took a long time for me to change. I tell my younger guys at, at, uh, at church, I'm like, Learn before I did. 
yeah. <laughs> save yourself a lot <laughs> of trouble and just learn before I did that. You know what? If we start to put others first, it's amazing the healing process that starts to happen in us. And it's just an amazing thing. Yeah. I had a guest on the show just recently said that we were talking about love as one of the secrets to living a fantastic life. And he had said, love is funny because it's the only thing where you can make it grow by giving more of it mm. away. And when he said that, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's not planting and like bringing it back in. Like I must have, but if you just simply give away, um, you know, your expression of love for others, you know, by serving them, meeting their needs, it, it grows, it comes back. Uh, it, it works on you on the inside. You know, it's like, you're not so worried about you because, somehow there's this confidence that you're taken care of. Uh, I think it could cross over into an unhealthy thing. Like if, if you put pressure on yourself that you've got to love somebody in the perfect way, then yeah, I could see that becoming toxic for somebody. But overall, if you're just doing it to be generous and get to know somebody and meet them where that person is, I, I mean, it's worked for me for the last I don't know, since I, I became a cross follower in 2005. So, nice. yeah. And I, I like that what you just said there, too. It's like, unless you unless you start to think that you aren't doing it perfectly, you. See, fell, fell right back to self again. It's like, we have to know we're broken, y'all. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, man, it's okay to be broken. Um, I did not find health until I realized brokenness is a part of life, but can it, is it the part of life that's going to destroy you or build you? What are you going to take out of your brokenness? Is it going to be a building block to other things that are better? Or are you going to stay absorbed? And and I had to just let it go. I was like, I, I just can't live here anymore. And I, and I like that expression of love too. a garden, right? Think of a garden. Uh, you want what's coming out of the garden. You want that watermelon, that strawberry. I mean, whatever you're growing, you're like, that's, that is the end game. You're like, yes. But see, before you get to that end game, you're out there, you know, you first, you prepare the soil, you know, then you, you fertilize the soil, you get the soil ready and then you plant and then you care for, and you take the weeds out, you know, you're just constantly working. And it's like, I think that from a position of, of a garden. I like gardens and I like the herbs and I like all that stuff. When I go out there to work, I'm not really like, ah, oh, man, I gotta, and then, and then, and reap the benefits at the end. It's like, no, let me, man, these strawberries, you're thinking the whole time, man, these strawberries are going to be good. How do I keep the, how do I keep the animals out of my strawberries? How do I, how do I protect <laughs> that, that, that flourishing at the end, you know? And we just put a lot of, of love into it. And I think that's how we got to look at life. It doesn't just come automatic, but it takes work. It takes, you know, those, those steps but selfless steps. You know, it's like, I'm not just like, okay, well, I have the best, you know, if I'm sitting there going, I'm gonna grow the best strawberry and show all the neighbors. Well, no, I mean, it, that's it. But if you do have happen to have the best strawberries and the neighbor's like, those are the best strawberries, man, absorb that too, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I was just now thinking, because, I mean, you cook um, and, you know, most recipes aren't for just one person. You know, they're, they're for like serves four serves six, serves eight. And you could cook that and keep it for yourself. I mean, we have refrigerators and so on, but uh, I've seen folks and I've seen it myself where you, know, you make a dish. It is much better if you share it with other people. Mm. Yeah. And, and 
because if you don't, if you keep it for yourself, eventually what you have left over is going to go bad. It's just going to rot. It's going to be wasted. And the only person who enjoyed it was yourself. But if you share that meal with others and, you know, I'm, I'm talking metaphorically, but you know, if, if anybody wants to share a meal with me, I'm not going to argue. Uh, <laughs> right. Unless it's like all vegan, then we might draw a line there. But <laughs> I, I've been doing, uh, that not vegan but vegetarian for the last yeah. week of every month for a little while now and and um it's a fasting thing for me yeah. it's, it's just one of those things but it's it i get through it man it's like okay <laughs> honestly y'all the daniel fast you get to pretty much eat anything you just gotta cut caffeine and sugars and i mean those aren't the greatest for you anyways but um i'm, th- I'm thinking what you were you were talking about and preparing meals and you know what's funny about that so i prepare a lot of meals and I love to cook for people. I mean, I just love to cook for people. And I'm big Texas. So my family's all from Texas. So it's like, Texas, Colorado, I'm big Texas. When I cook for four, it's like 20 servings. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's oh, like, and I'm like, eat more. <laughs> but you'll be in there and you will. It's a labor of love. It really is. I have no pressure in it. It's like, it's like the f- place I like to be. Here's what's funny. When the meal hits the table, I don't eat much. It's amazing that you have absorbed your your everything into this into this meal, and it's like, and probably because taste testing in the kitchen, y'all. Just let's be real. So <laughs> let's put a little real in this. But by the time you sit down, though, it's not even like I need to eat. In fact, most of the times I'm watching them eat, and I'm just watching the 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 conversation, and I'm watching how people have just come around this 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 labor of love. Um. And that's not just metaphorically again, you know, that doesn't just have to be the kitchen. That doesn't just have to be food. I'm the pantry podcast. Of course, it's going to be about food. <laughs> <laughs> although I don't think we've had, although I don't think we've had many analogies about food on, on our podcast. It's like, it's like we, we'd say the patch podcast and all this. And then we hardly ever <laughs> have, have that analogy, but, uh, labors of love and, and compassion and care. And I, I don't know how I could emphasize that more. Um, because I think that we we like to get into the rights, the wrongs, the lefts, the rights. Um, I was a percentage guy. Oh my gosh, I could slam you with percentages on all everything. You know, somebody throws something from the world or the narrative at me, and I'd percentage that thing. And and in the last few years, it was like, are they hurting? Are are they tired? Are they angry? And let me just hear them out. Uh, let me let me take a position back. Not, don't put self aside, and just listen to a person. And I think that to get out of ruts, we have to put ourselves aside. I really believe that. I mean, we're important, and and I know that I could get beat left to right on that when people say self love and self care and all this. No, you 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 have to. I mean, I, I've got I've got a book too that tells me that <laughs> I'm supposed to love myself uh, and love my neighbors, yeah. and of course I'll throw it in love God. Um, and so when we look at that and we start to live in that, you actually start to see that the rut that you thought was super super deep isn't as deep as you thought it was, and you start to have this this awakening and this love towards life. And that's really where where it all ends up is how do we experience life now? You know, I, I and you want to talk about this book. We're talking about Christian and how we always talk about the eternal, but it was never all. Of, I mean, that's that's just a bonus. I mean, that's that's where I'm going. But 
it was so that I could experience life now and, and, and have this, this love and this lightness and this joy um, and compassion towards people. And I think ruts are dug when we take that all on ourselves. And I think it's awesome when we can put it into someone else's hands and say, okay, look, I'm going to work. I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to trust you to do this for me. And, and for those who are like, what book is he talking about? <laughs> I, I want to just go on a limb here. I think he's talking about the Bible, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, the the person we can hand our our problems off to is God, and yeah, there's a, a lightness of being in a way when you know we, we see those promises in that book. Um, I I know there are people who get hung up on oh, it's got contradictions, and it's like eh, I don't know, I, don't, I haven't seen those. You know, I I can see where you, people try to piece scripture together, but it's like I think the thing that made the Bible make sense for me, by the way, uh, was when I put it in the context of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, and you know, I've had people recommend you read the the first four books of the New Testament first to get four different accounts of the same story. And once you understand Jesus, you know, came here, forgave us for our sins, gave us a clean slate, the entire Bible clicks in that context. So, you know, when you're looking at, you know, Mosaic Law, uh, it's like, man, you can't live up to this. Yeah, that guy Jesus said so too. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, right. you're you're gonna fall short of that law. That's why my grace is here. And boom, you're like, oh, <laughs> and uh, you know, but it says in the Bible to stone the woman who's the adulterer. I'm like, yeah, but did you did you see what Jesus did? Like, there was a group that wanted him to like cast judgment on this woman. He was like, sure, all right, first one of you without sin, go ahead and throw it. And they're like, all right, fine. Well played. And they walked away. <laughs> and so it's just like, when you, when you see it, when you see the Bible in that context and, and you realize, wait, Jesus was here to forgive us and to restore us and lift us back up to uh, connect with God. Um, know, for me, that was the biggest aha moment. Uh, and I don't know if somebody out there listening right now is struggling with that. Like, how can God be here? How can God be there? Um, yeah, how can God let these bad things happen? And I think those bad things happen because, I mean, it's just, that's the, the nature of the world, you know, that's where evil comes in. But then when you have God present, it's like, oh, huh, yeah, it's a lot better than I thought it could be, or it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, or, you know, it was bad, but I could be restored. So there's my rambling on for that <laughs> oh, no no but it's, it's 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 no it's it's all meat though and, and i and i think that people misunderstand what's behind all that and and it's what we see in the world it's it's like you don't have to look very far to understand uh a necessity for someone to come in and say you are worth it and that narrative has never changed it didn't change the whole time, all the way to a crucifixion of, 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 of killing a man because he loved and had compassion and care for everyone. In fact, the broken was who Jesus had a care and compassion for. In fact, so much so that he paid a price for it because people didn't like that. People wanted to hold the, the oppression and the suppression and hold people down. Um, the freeing moment in my identity crisis that lasted the behind the max mask, right? That lasted for decades was the moment when I learned because the world always, Oh, I love you. Oh, I, you know, I care for you. And then they would hurt you or they would, you know, they, they roll you over the coals or, 
and, and there's and there's one person that hasn't failed me since I found him, and that's Jesus. And he just keeps telling me how good I am, um, how yeah, I'm broken. See, you guys, I've been talking about being broken. You know, it's like look up my bio somewhere. I mean, I, I, I I've been through a ringer from childhood, and I'm telling you, the the best I have ever felt, and it has not gone away, has not changed. Do I still struggle? Absolutely. Do I still find myself going into a rut? Absolutely. But boy, I get out of them ruts faster. Boy, do I turn around quick. It's like, it's like, okay, you know what, God? Here you go. Take it. I, I, I'm here. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to be with you. Look, commitment, relationship, love, care. I, I love, I love it. I love him. And it's like, so now I have encouragement and now I keep going. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, okay, that sucked, but let me just keep on, keep on <laughs> keeping on, man, because we're going to get through this. We yeah. will get through this. So. I'm glad you brought up that. Uh, for, it's the same thing for me that if I'm not paying attention, I'm back in a rut of some kind. You know, yeah. um, if I'm not paying attention and I do have that, you know, falling short moment, I'll stay there. And, you know, five and a half years of this show, I've myself and the founders of the show, We've never explained the hashtag make your own path. <laughs> I just now realized that <laughs> we have had this hashtag make your own path and we've never explained it other than, you know, uh, make your own path and get out of the rut and live life, you know, beyond the rut, that type of thing. But, um, just talking with you right now, talking about how, you know, we can drift right back into a rut. We can, you know, get stuck the moment we fall again. You know, make your own path is more about not doing it your own way anyway. Cause I mean, there's, value in following the examples of others, but make your own path is a proactive decision. You know, I'm going to every day make a path out of this rut and, you know, tomorrow, same thing. I'm going to continue making that path out of this rut. I'm going to stay out of this rut. And if I find myself in another rut, I'm going to make a path out of that rut. And, you know, when you get into that practice, just like you said, it gets faster. You know, you recognize it sooner, you get out of it faster. And, um, you know, the reality is you, you still struggle like anybody else, yet, you know, people start to notice, like, how does Shay have it all together? And then that's your opportunity to tell them, I don't really, but this is how, you know, things have changed. <laughs> and this is how things are working for me in, right now. And, um, you know, this is why life is good as opposed to this is why life sucks. And, um, uh, and we didn't dive into like your whole history. And uh, what I'll do is, uh, there's some really good, interviews that you've done out there already and in the show notes i'm going to link those in so um whatever episode this number winds up being it'll be in the show notes so in the closing stay for the closing because i'll have the link for the show notes from there you get to really dive deep into shay's story um so we've been talking about uh, conversationally we've just gone from you know having a healthy happy marriage food was involved uh we we got into god we, we we talked a little bit about god and just being restored every day and you know being okay with being human and being fallible um are there any like final words of wisdom you want to pass on to our listeners those questions at the end always get you you're like final wisdom oh my gosh there's so much <laughs> i can only say one like, 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 like there's so much that i still need to learn too it's like wait who am i imposter syndrome no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who am I to tell somebody? No, I I like I like that. Um, what was that? Make my own path or make your own path? Make your own what path. Make your own path. Um, there's a responsibility, and we we we. I do speak from a biblical point. I mean, that's that's my life. That's what I do. That's what I've been. That's my ministries, and that is the same thing that we hear. 
It's like, it's like, okay, you can sit there with the Bible and, and, and never open it and just, it sits over there and collects dust. Um, or that self-help book or that, you know, how to be a better husband book or, you know, what was that? Uh, dummies husband or being married for dummies or something. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. All the, I mean, just <laughs> add for dummies at the end of it. Like get off your butt for dummies. I don't know, <laughs> but it's like, but right there, get off your butt for dummies. Um, and I'm not calling people a dummy. What it means is just that we have a responsibility as men. And sometimes in that responsibility is to take care of yourself. Um, and I, cause I didn't, I, I have been pushing towards, you know, this, you know, looking to others and taking care of others. And I think we do that a lot as men, but sometimes we don't do it in the way that we should do it. It's, it's with a goal in mind instead of just a compassion, but we need to get moving in a sense of becoming more healthy. Um, I can, I can tell you what the answer is, but you know, men have to find that. Um, I would hope that people would go out and listen to some of my story. Because I've been in some really deep ruts, some really hard ruts, um, across the board ruts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I can speak to a lot of topics, y'all. And, and the one that really brought me to a better place was learning how to live with me. I think that we live for others a lot and we rely a lot on others. You know, I rely on my wife or I rely on my kids or I rely on this, 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 this person telling me something or this person or this being in my life. But we need to learn how to live just within ourselves and be okay with it. Yeah. And have a, and feel at the end of the day, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, I didn't get, get it all done right, but I'm okay. So I want people just to walk away being okay, but not just sitting still and saying, okay, I'm okay. No, but then move forward and figure out like, okay, so, so when these things well up, what is the triggers? What are the points? What's grabbing me? What's dragging me back into this rut? What is that position? And see from that position, when you start to recognize the triggers, when you start to recognize what's going on in your life that, that is bringing you back to that rough, you can put a stop to it. You can put a stop. You can say, hold up. I got, well, that's a bad path. And then we start to find the good path and we start to stay on that good path more and we forge that, that path. And then we, and we move forward. Yeah. Paths turn and sometimes we fall off it. Just keep going. You'll find that path again, man. And just drive on. Nice. Love it. Now, if somebody wants to uh, connect with your show, where, where's the best place for them to find that? Where can they find your show? Uh, the pantry is a great place. Um, we're also on all of the platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Okay, y'all. TikTok recent recent edition is TikTok. Uh, we're also I've got to check that out <laughs> on Apple, Spotify. Uh, you you name the platforms that out there that are running the podcast we're on. We're also on the WarCryNetwork.com. Oh, wow. um, this if you know if uh, if there's men out there listening, this is a WarCry net. The WarCry Network is for men. Um, my wife and I are blessed to have been asked to be a part of that because it is, you know, men's podcasting and, and that stuff. And it's the focus is towards men, but it was cool that they bring on an addition like my wife and I to, to add to the flavor there. So the warcrynetwork.com. Nice. And you can find us on all those platforms. Awesome. Shay, it's been great having you on the show and, uh, it's been great just to get to know you and Michelle over the past few months uh, through Christian Podcasters Association, through the uh, the SEO Facebook group that Michelle started, and uh, you guys are just a blessing to other people. Uh, and I see that in how you've impacted my life and my podcast, but I've also seen your impact um, on other people. 
around. No, thanks for having me. You know, I uh, you're a blessing too, man. It's really been good getting to know you as well. Man, what a heart for for people and for them to improve and be better. Be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 265. There you'll find links to Shay's website, thepantrypodcast.com, as well as links to his podcast and social media and all that good stuff. We'll also include some uh, additional episodes that we've had on this show in the past that relate to the story that we've just shared here, uh, including the, the brief interview I did with his better half, Michelle, while I was attending the Spark Media Conference just uh, prior to this episode airing. Now, the best way you can pay this show back is really to pay it forward. Uh, we put these episodes out to help you and help the, f- the friends and family and coworkers that you have, even that neighbor across the street. So share it with any of those folks. If you felt this story from Shay was inspirational, it was helpful, and could get somebody unstuck from a rut, do them a favor. Share this episode with them. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week as we have Nelson Tressler on to talk about that your past really doesn't determine your future, especially when you're part of the Bad Sperm Club, as Nelson refers to himself. So tune in for the next episode, 266, to find out more about Nelson and how he got out of the Bad Sperm Club, or I I guess he's the president because he's made the best of the situation. Anyway, tune in for that episode, uh, and until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.